Hello, my little buckaroos. I'm coming to you straight from Allison Smolder's kitchen. This is one beautiful kitchen. This is going to be episode two of the Josh B. Fox podcast. Episode one was like two months ago. I've covered a lot of ground since then, from Massachusetts down to Texas, which is where I am right now in Austin, Texas. I've been working my way across the country. The, the final goal, California. Should be getting there sometime next week to see my dear friend Max. Although we're in disagreement right now, Max and I have, um, I guess you'd call it a game. It's a thing. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> we call it the nudie duty. You, you, send a, you send a selfie of yourself taking a naked poop to the other guy. But there's, there's rules to this game. You know, it's like a, it's like a for your eyes only sort of deal. You don't share the nudie duty around anyone else. What you want to be doing is, you know, just pass the nudie duty along and then de- destroying it like Mission Impossible style, like five seconds of nudie duty. And it's not about looking at the picture of the nudie duty. It's just about doing the nudie duty and sharing it with your friend. It's a bonding thing. Don't ask me why. I've also begun to do this with my friend Josh from England. I think he's in Australia but I think he's from England, but I met him in Ecuador. Go figure. Okay, so what have I been up to? Well, let me tell you about it. I loaded up everything I own, put it into my Subaru Outback, including my beautiful dog, Scout, who's giving me weird stares right now. Hi, Scout. You want to be on the podcast? What are your dreams and ambitions? Whoa. Whoa. Where do you see yourself in five years? Whoa. She's an intellectual type. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to appropriately capture her thoughts and what she's been saying. We might have to do a, a special dedicated podcast in the future where I just spend time interviewing Scout. So I'll go back to me because Scout doesn't feel like talking right now in layman's terms. And she can be too um, yeah, just too intellectual. You wouldn't get it. So I, I got in the car with the dog and we started wandering on down across the country. Where did we stop? We stopped in Richmond, Virginia. Cool city, real cool city, reminded me a lot of Austin actually, it was my first time there, walked by the, the James River, walked around the VCU campus, walked around uh, Terrytown. very fun, went to, went to a grocery store, in the parking lot I met this guy who just saw me with my car full of all my shit, knew I was traveling somewhere, and he told me, I, forget, I wish I remembered the name of the place, but he told me to go find a guy named Weasel. And I forget where it was, but it was somewhere between Richmond and Nashville. And he said, go find Weasel, because Weasel was his mentor. And apparently Weasel has his own street called Weasel Street. And Weasel's wife owns the market there. So if any of you know Weasel, is anyone listening? Maybe. Maybe one of you knows Weasel. Um, apparently Weasel can't read or write, though. He's illiterate. But he's got uh, deep wells of, of human life knowledge. He built several houses. He built a community. He's got a lot of, chi- a lot of kids, a lot of grandkids. And he's just the weasel. So maybe one day I'll go find weasel somewhere. I think it was Fort something, but I'm not entirely sure. I tried to go to this fort, but it was actually a, a military fort. And you needed like ID clearance to get in. And you probably don't know what I look like, but I don't look like the kind of person that you would let into a military base. So I didn't see the weasel there. But I did get down to Durham, North Carolina, to see my friend Silas. He's really cool. I like Silas and his girlfriend, Laura. They've got a cat which is really sweet. Oh, the mail's about to drop through the box and the dogs are going to go crazy. My dog, Scout Jackson. The mail's going to drop right through the box right now. Yep, here it comes. 
Oh, didn't go crazy. Just kind of scared him a little bit. Okay, so I saw my friend Silas in Durham. That was a blast. Scout peed all over Duke. She just peed on Duke. Um, the Blue Devils. She's the White Devil, and she peed on the Blue Devils. But it was cool to see them. Went to Asheville. Saw that. It was cool. Went to Nashville. It's a weird place. A lot of, a lot of glitz. A lot of glamour. I don't really like Nashville that much. I'm sorry. If you like Nashville a lot, it's your favorite place ever. If everyone you love and know is there, I'm sorry. I just didn't like it that much. I wandered around. And then I went to Memphis. It's a cool place. A little gritty. It's gritty Memphis. I had a really good veggie burger. Um, after Memphis, Hot Springs, Arizona. Hot Springs is super cool. Massive thunderstorm. Scout's really afraid of thunder, so I, I like held there while the thunder was going off. Mm, really good water there. They got the natural water that comes right out of the ground, full of minerals. I got uh, an Admiral Akbar action figure from my friend Matt in Hot Springs. Also the birthplace of Slick Willie, Bill Clinton. What, what? Slick Willie, stick it in ya. No, that's weird. I don't know why I said that, but he probably would. I don't know. He's kind of creepy looking. He looks like this, um, he looks kind of like a, like a ghost person, like a pervy ghost person. But then after that, I came down to Austin, met up with all of my friends. And tomorrow, I've been in Austin for two weeks now. Tomorrow, I'm going to head out on the road again towards California. Stopping very first stop in Marfa with my friend Darby. Hey, Darby, look forward to seeing you. Or if you listen to this after I saw you, um, hey, a really fun time seeing you. I hope I get to see you again real soon. Or if you don't listen to it all, hey, listen to it. Okay. So while I've been in Austin, I've been enjoying the sunshine, which is nice. The swimming, Barton Springs pool, and the, the green belt, beautiful. I've also been going and developing my poetry a bit more, which has been really nice. Uh, on Mother's Day, I set up my typewriter. Oh, okay, let's let's rewind real quick. So there's more to the story. So my friend Laura back in Massachusetts got a grant to put on a dance performance. And part of her performance, she's going to use one of my poems um, recorded via audio to play over. I think she's going to chop it up a bit to play over her dance performance. And so I made her this really awesome poem that I recorded it with my voice, maybe I'll include that in this at the end, and I did some cool effects on it, because I'm really sweet at sound mixing and stuff like that, and then I sent it back to her, and the coolest, craziest part of that was when I sent it back to her, somehow she was in a recording studio with Lee Scratch Perry, Jamaican producer, producer of Bob Marley, amongst other things, innovator, probably the, the godfather of dub, right, Scratch is the coolest, so she played my poem for Scratch, and Scratch said, that's a cool poem. Tell your friend to keep to keep writing poems because the world needs more poets. So that's really cool. So it's like Lee Scratch Perry said, I'm cool. And he's the coolest. So transitively, I am also the coolest. And that was really cool. But also cool, I got paid for a poem, which is the first time I've ever been paid for a poem. And so I felt like paying that pay forward in a different way. So on Mother's Day here in Austin, Texas, I took my typewriter out onto the street, South Congress Street. It's kind of a major walking area with a lot of shops and stuff like that, some hotels and restaurants over there. And I bought a big tub of sunflowers, and my whole idea was I'm just going to give away poems and sunflowers and try to make people happy, which it turns out people don't like free stuff that much, or they're like really skeptical about free stuff. At first, I was a little nervous, 
So it was like kind of hard to like talk to people right away, even though I'm pretty good at talking to people. And I started giving out flowers. People were like, no, I don't want that. You can't, yeah, I don't want to pay for it. But I was like, it's free. It's absolutely free. And people like don't believe you. They think there's a catch. And then I started giving them out. And then I started writing poems. And then people started paying me, even though I was like, it's free. I don't want any of your money. People would shove money into my hands. So instead of giving away all this stuff, I actually ended up making $35, which is pretty crazy considering I was trying to give away flowers and poems. But the cool thing was I, I got to write some cool poems on the spot. I got to give away some of my poetry books, these little chat books that I have, Gadabout. You can find a PDF of that online. Um, yeah, and I got really good feedback. I think they were just probably saying it to be nice because you don't tell someone their poem sucks to their face. But I was walking around South Congress like two hours later, and this guy was holding my book. And I saw him. I said, hey, that's really good reading material. And he said, hey, I actually really like these poems. And I was like, hey, that's cool. And then I was like, hey, see you later. I don't know who you are, but I like you. And so that was fun. And then on the, on the coattails of that, I decided, let's parlay this, this poetry jam. And so last night I went and did an open mic at the Kick Butt Coffee Shop in North Austin. And I read a poem, two poems actually, one longer poem, one shorter poem. And it was received really well. So maybe I'll read that poem. I'll read the two poems right now. And then, that way you can pretend that you're in a cool coffee shop with interesting Austin people. They were from some eclectic folk there, and I really enjoyed my time. I'm going to have to start doing more of those. But, yeah, let me read one of those poems. This is the first one I read. It's called When We Were Cowboys. I just took a drink of water. Okay. When We Were Cowboys. The only thing I remember are those hula hoop earrings she always wore and the mismatched socks she was always taking off. We sat huddled together up on that tin roof that made noises sound cool and the moon shine just so. Then she would drink deep the sky, and so would I. We would number the stars, name them too, walk west in those saddlebags, and claim them too. That's back when we were cowboys, just wandering the land. We didn't have horses. I told her we took a lot of trains back then. We romped and stomped and kicked up dirt. By the end of the night, my shirt matched her skirt. We would ride bikes, weaving cemented, santed, cemented slanted slope sidewalks. It was autumn, so I would drag my feet to wake the leaves. We talked about rusty red wagons and the whole big Sunday story, launching high speed down stubborn shrubbered and gullies, promising not to forget the end. We were pilots, but not in the war. We would jettison through the deep night sky, spreading wings and soaring far. There was never time to sleep, staying up late to talk about all the things of the world. We were always interested in everything, things we were told and the stuff we already knew. That's the first poem I read, and that was fun. And then like a couple people clapped. I was like, woohoo! And then I was like, maybe I'll do one more. And so I did, and this is the one I did. I said, it's really short, so I did it. It's called Autumn. Forever autumn in the watercolors of our steps. A small arm wraps around my waist, fingers inching towards my belly button, ruffling shirt, ba- shirt fabric from the inside out. Helicopter leaves and a playful wind are the only thing we hear, walking together in autumn forever. And those were the two poems I read. And then people clapped, and that felt cool. So I want to keep doing that because it was fun, and it made me nervous and a little scared, which... Whenever something makes me nervous and scared and it's not dangerous, it's probably a good thing to go ahead and do it because you're going to you know, push yourself. If you keep stretching a rubber band, you can turn it into a piece of spaghetti. That's what someone told me one time. And so I'm going to turn this poetry rubber band into a piece of spaghetti and throw it on the wall. So that's the poetry deal. I've been having fun writing poems. What else could I tell you? Perhaps... Well, there's some craziness that happened before I left Amherst that I didn't put on here. Scout found this porcupine in our backyard 
and she like she kept finding it. So she got she got stuck with the quills, and this is like the third time she's been stuck. So the very first time she got stuck with quills, they were like decent sized quills, probably mm, about the size of toothpicks. They're easy to get out, and she let me take them out. She walked right over to me, and I pulled about four out of her nose. And then the second time, she was a bit more reluctant. They're smaller, so it took a little more fine-tuning, but there are only two of them, so I got those out. Then after that, the third time, she just was not having me coming after her with the pliers trying to pull out those quills. So I went after her with the pliers, and she was ducking. I've never felt so bad in my life. She was, like, hiding from me, crying, doing all this crazy stuff. So finally I got those out, and then the next day, no lie, she goes back and gets them again. This time, really baby ones. It must have been a small little porcupine right in the tip of her nose. And I just, she wouldn't let me get them, and I couldn't get them out, so I had to take her to the vet. It was a Sunday, so there was only one vet open. And I brought her there, and the guy was pretty old. He's pretty crazy, but he shot her up with this big shot of ketamine. And, like, the first thing, her eyes just rolled out. I was like, oh, no, here we go. And she just started tripping balls. They got the they got the quills out, but it was miserable watching her. She was just tripping for like eight hours straight. And okay, maybe I can. I don't know if I was gonna if I was gonna tell you guys about this, but but I I ate mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. I think and I will be candid. I I like psychedelics used in the in the right manner. But I felt so bad for Scott that I wanted to kind of. I don't know where my reasoning came from. I wanted to meet her on her level, so I ate some some psilocybin mushrooms while she was on ketamine, which ended up being not a good idea because me me tripping on mushrooms while she was tripping on ketamine just made the whole experience kind of weird. And so we walked around for a bit, and she like couldn't stand up, and she would fall into walls and stuff, and I just like held her for a while. And then we got her in a chair, and I just sat there staring at her, thinking, man, I like you a lot. You're a good dog. I love you. And then... Yeah, so that was that experience. That was fun. What else did we do? We had a lot of fun times. And now we're back in Austin looking forward to going out to California. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can tell you. I think, yeah, I think I want to get some other people on this, this dealio because it's more fun to talk to other people. Like I know I'm I'm really awesome to just listen to drone on by by himself. But I feel like I really excel when there's another another person here for the the repertoire. Right now I've got Scout and Jackson looking out the window. What's up dudes? Jackson's like Scout's boyfriend. He's a real cool dog. And yeah, so I'm just gonna probably go swimming. Yeah, I'll go swimming later today and then tomorrow we're gonna we're going to hit the road. And I'm going to try to to do these more frequently now. Hey, buddy. What's going on? You want to be on the podcast? Jackson's like, I got something to say. So I'm going to let these dogs outside. And then I'm going to probably just sign off. And I'm going to add that, that audio file of that poem in here. Maybe. It seems kind of complicated. But I could try to do that. And then I'm going to try to make more of these. And hopefully as I continue to travel, I'll start meeting some interesting people. Not that the people, wait, the people I know are interesting. I just haven't recorded them speaking with me. So I'll do more of that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just put them up. And if someone wants to listen to them, they can. If no one wants to listen to them, cool. If you, if you like what I say, good. If you don't like what I say, good too. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so 
You guys be cool, stay in school, take care, comb your hair, and um, hope you make a lot of nice friends out there. I will, I will be back to, to do more of this, hopefully. Adios, peace, toast. Now I'm going to add that audio file of the poem that I sent to my friend Laura in Massachusetts that she's using for a dance piece, the one that Lee Scratch Perry said was cool. Also, I just listened back to that podcast I just recorded, and man, did I drone drone on <laughs> and mumble and say a bunch of nonsense there at the end. I'm just going to leave it because... This is my practicing. I don't know what I'm practicing for. This is just me just doing it. So I'm just doing it. So I'm going to leave it. And now I'm going to add that poem, which is called Salt from the Middle of the Earth, done in an interesting sort of audio way by me. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy. I'm going to record the poem once more. This time... Different. Different. But same. Same. But different. But different. Salty poem from the middle of the earth. Earth. Tune the fork to thunder's bream. Hang low Low the the chariot chariot before before the wand. Wood could beat them back. A A caven. That cane of candy off grandpappy's hip. Jezebel fall. Angel of winter. Dipped, dipped in, in maple, maple syrup, syrup soothing on the ears. Bloom, little mice. Hungry turtles huddled all around. Buckskin, dried cherry bark. Cough up the blood. blood. Oh, positive to give back the earth you stole. Papa, Papa bet, bet mama's, mama's ring. ring. They took him to jail. jail. Big, Big house, downtown. Town. No windows to look at little willows planted in the mousy brush. Oh. Carpet, 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 carpet. Too much for washing, washing machine. They look loose, loose out there on the line. Papa met a man in the, in big, the house. big house. They have a popcorn store together now. Dance! The candy of popping life. Man with love, man with, love, man with corn. corn, man alive! Sheltered here under sheets of my favorite tree. The monster. Breathe. Breathe. A hairless mole that sh- sewed the ovum of, of the, the universe. universe. No need, need for, for doctors, doctors now. now. Big grease ball. ball. This is the top. Now. Now. Start. Start again. again. Different. Falling. Falling up. Falling up. Wish you could read, Papa. Wish you could read, Papa. Wish you could read. Papa.